PFF NFL Daily today discussing quarterback needs around the NFL because that's right, Sam, you wrote this over at PFF.com. A little breakdown of quarterback needs for all 32 teams. And I know they're perfectly ordered from 1 to 32. I know that's how you did it. Uh, but I like the little sections you put in here. The, there's, there's teams where nothing else matters. There's teams who are pretty much set and everything in between. So let's start with the group where nothing else matters this offseason. Who are the most QB needy teams around the NFL? Yeah, you got to start off with Denver, right? I mean, they basically fired their head coach because they couldn't find a quarterback. And whether it's Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater, they have had no quarterback play. They need one at some point. There's going to be somebody else coming in. Um, they absolutely need to figure out an answer there. Other teams in that group, I got the Pittsburgh Steelers in a post-Ben Roethlisberger landscape. Mason Rudolph is not the guy. Nobody else in that roster is either. They need somebody. Carolina, the Sam Darnold experiment, did not go well. Um, the Cam Newton experiment didn't go well either. The PJ experiment, you know, the less said about that, the better. So they desperately need some kind of answer at quarterback. Uh, and then Washington and Detroit. Detroit are the only one I think that's a little bit... They definitely need a quarterback as well. I'm not suggesting Jared Goff is the answer, but we know that this Detroit Lions thing is a multi-year project. and. Maybe they think that, hey, we don't need a quarterback this year. Maybe next year. We give Jared Goff one last like lame duck year as the guy while we stock this team with receivers and defensive backs. And then next year is the year we're looking for a QB. But those are the other two teams I think that pretty desperately need an upgrade at the position. Yeah, the Broncos certainly on that list with their you know, pretty good roster, as we've said, and, and essentially, for whatever it's worth, being a QB away, whatever that means. Uh, needing to figure out that position more than any other position on the team. I am fascinated by the Steelers this offseason, obviously, with Big Ben moving on and them never really... I mean, they drafted Mason Rudolph not to be the heir apparent, just to kind of, you know, right. let's take a third-round shot on Mason Rudolph and he'll be the backup. And uh, the Steelers never really invested in that heir apparent to Ben Roethlisberger because they probably he probably would have been mad at them. So they didn't do that, and now they have to figure that out. And is that a transitional quarterback? It's it's very similar to what the New England Patriots had to do in recent years of replacing the guy that's been there forever. Is there a transitional year like the Patriots had with Cam Newton? Uh, and then they and then the Patriots draft Mac Jones. You know the Steelers don't they don't have a top ten pick or anything like that. So this will be fascinating to see how the Steelers approach the quarterback position for the first time since two thousand four. Yeah, and that's the thing, right? They they don't have the luxury of doing it the way they did the last time. The pick they had to get Ben Roethlisberger, was that 11? Is that where they drafted him? I think, 10, yeah, 11? I think so. Um, so they had that after their, that was their last losing season, right? It was the year that they got in position to draft Ben Roethlisberger. And then Roethlisberger never had a losing year. Tomlin has never had a losing year. Now this year they backed into the playoffs. They're picking 20. Like, okay, it's not a great year for quarterbacks and Maybe one, maybe one of the two of these guys in the first round slips as far as 20, but by definition, that means you are not, you know, drafting a, a kind of star guarantee at that position. If you're spending that first round pick on a guy, you're going to be taking one of these guys at 20 and hoping that you can, you know, that he turns into something better than the kind of the draft community, if you like, thinks he is with that draft position. 
All right, a lot of those teams are obvious, but it's the explore the options group that I think will elicit the most discussion, the most fascinating group. We'll talk about them in a second, but first, we're on the divisional round of the NFL playoffs, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is celebrating with a huge odds boost for new customers. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. If Sportsbook isn't yet available in your state, you can still get in on the action of the divisional round because everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest, and DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code PFF, and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 to win 280 in free bets if your team wins. It's promo code PFF for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit, one dollar wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, this is the list, Sam. The Explore the Options group, Miami Dolphins with Tua, Atlanta Falcons with Matt Ryan, Cleveland Browns with Baker Mayfield, Houston Texans with Davis Mills, Indianapolis Colts with Carson Wentz, Minnesota Vikings with Kirk Cousins, and the New York Giants with Daniel Jones. A bunch of teams who should still be in the quarterback market, even though they technically have a starter. Yeah, still in the market or at the very minimum, you know, having an eye out for what's available. Like... I don't. Th- I think a couple of these teams are likely to go into next year with the the incumbent as the starter. I think a few of them, it might even be the best option they have available to them. But that doesn't mean you don't look, right? If you're the Minnesota Vikings, Kirk Cousins has been a very good quarterback for you. But we know that they haven't. It's, it's not been good enough, right? They haven't been good enough to win with him at quarterback. His contract is a real issue for that team in terms of a reset button of, of rebuilding this thing from the ground up. So if you're the Vikings, they kind of had a vague look last year with Kellen Mond, who, you know, was in Mike Zimmer's doghouse, but you would be crazy not to keep an eye out for what else is available if you're the Vikings. Same Indianapolis, the same kind of thing, right? You traded the first round pick for Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz kind of imploded in pretty key situations this year, didn't play that well. Again, you you might be stuck with him, but you'd be nuts not to keep an eye out for what alternative options are out there. Uh, Cleveland, the same thing, right? Baker Mayfield played badly this year. Now, was that your fault for for asking him to play through a torn shoulder? Maybe. Um, And maybe he's a much better quarterback than he showed this year. But again, you would be crazy not to at least be paying attention to what else is available. Like, you know, if, if it does turn out that an Aaron Rodgers or a Russell Wilson or somebody like that is available... Cleveland should pick up the phone, right? Not to throw the farm at them, but to say, hey, what would this cost? Like, what is, what are we talking about here? Because if it's, if it turns out that it's a doable deal, I mean, either one of those guys is obviously a huge upgrade. So the Browns should be at least exploring those things. Yeah, it's an interesting group of teams. They all got there in slightly different ways, right? They either drafted a quarterback that they thought would be the guy, a Daniel Jones, a Baker Mayfield, uh, or it could be, you know, a team like the Falcons who just know Matt Ryan's at the end, even though they just re-upped him before last year to make him almost untradeable, perhaps a mistake there by the Falcons. Uh, the Texans just, you know, are you completely, you don't have to invest in Davis Mills as impressive as he was for a third rounder. The Colts really interesting because they clearly invested heavily in Carson Wentz, got the firsthand experience of Carson Wentz. And they, at the end of the year, were like, well, we'll explore all options. Thanks. Um, the one team you didn't put in this group, uh, the the group of hope you have the guy, uh, that group is a lot of, hey, we just drafted someone. 
Philadelphia right. Eagles are at the top of that. They're right on the cusp of do we do we flirt and explore or do we build around Jalen Hurts? It's interesting to me that he's two years in, just like Tua is two years in, and it feels like the perception is in different places, right? Because Hurts yeah. leads his team to the playoffs. I don't know if there's been a massive difference between the two, but the sentiment is probably a little bit more positive for Jalen Hurts right now than it is for Tua. Yeah, and I think part of that is probably a tools thing. You know, it's probably a skill set thing. It's, it's, I think it's easier to get excited about a, let's say, middling quarterback who has a big arm, who has, you know, really impressive athleticism, can do a lot on the ground with his legs, than it is about Tua, who needs to be laser accurate and dialed in and just, he needs to win in a different way. It's not that Tua is a statue back there, but he isn't like this hyper mobile quarterback who's going to rack up 700 yards on the ground and all those. He doesn't have a cannon for an arm. I think those are perception things that, yeah, they might not be dramatically different in terms of player, but it's a lot easier to be excited about Hurts than it is about Tua. And because the Philadelphia Eagles are in a better place than Miami right now, I think it's it's easier to talk your way into, hey, Jalen Hurts can be the guy going forward. We have these three first-round picks. Are we best served sort of deploying them around him as opposed to looking for his replacement? Yeah, I, I'd, I'd still probably put the Eagles as I'm looking around, but all of those points are valid as far as I keep – I've been on record saying, hey, Jalen Hurts on a rookie contract, I'm fine with playing with that for now, but I, I don't feel as great about the future. The the look to the future group for you includes the Seahawks, the Raiders, and the Saints. The Saints are weird because Jameis Winston is a free agent. They do have Taysom Hill. They're probably more desperate than just look to the future, but the Raiders and Seahawks – we just talked about Derek Carr on yesterday's daily two teams where most of the league would probably want their quarterbacks, Derek Carr or Russell Wilson. But at the same time, they might be in positions organizationally to move on and look to the future. I think, yeah, it's interesting how what the narrative would be on the Saints if Jameis Winston had lasted all season long. You know, I think they would almost certainly be a playoff team. Jameis Winston's his numbers were spectacular, even if his PFF grade wasn't necessarily as good. So they probably would have met in the middle somewhere over the course of the year. But at the point he went down, he had 14 touchdowns, three interceptions, um, you know, some pretty insane box score numbers. Obviously, Jameis is going to have a really high big time throw rate. Turnover worthy play rate wasn't catastrophic. Like Jameis would have been interesting to watch over the course of the year. And I wonder if they saw enough that they will just re-up him. Like the market hasn't been particularly strong for Jameis Winston. There aren't teams banging down the door to sign him as a starter. I wonder if given the, <laughs> for some reason, ever-increasing volume of money, they keep throwing at Taysom Hill, whether they just go, eh, let's, let's keep Jameis around as a cheap option. It's actually not a bad place to be. Well, go check out Sam's article. It's over at pff.com, and it's going to be another crazy offseason, much like the last two we've seen Tom Brady's and Ryan Tannehill's and we've had Dak Prescott free uh, franchises and long-term deals, all sorts of drama at the quarterback position over the last couple of years. This year will be no different. Let us know what, what does your team need as far as quarterbacks go? Where do they land? It's the PFF NFL daily.